Back for another episode of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast here with head coach Stephanie Gately. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing well. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, sharp. I know I'm dress, sharp. all dressed up for the Nets game tonight, but uh, let, let's get down to some women's hoops here in college. And uh, we'll look back. We'll start with the St. Louis game, and then we'll work our way back to your most recent loss. And, you know, coming off that game, everything was looking so positive. And then, you know, you go to UMass, and the defense kind of broke down a little bit, to your opinion. What, what do you think happened there? Um, did it start in the, the St. Louis game, do you think, or was it a whole different animal in UMass? No, I don't think, because I think St. Louis kids understand and recognize the importance of conference play. I, I think in, in the UMass case, I think there was a lot of breakdowns. And I don't know whether it's a mental thing with kids when they look at records and, and they make their determinations in their mind, but I think they learned real quick after – after that game that you cannot do that. And I, I, to be honest, I thought we played very well defensively against Duquesne. I just think we just didn't shoot well. And Aaron was off the court for a decent amount of time because of her foul trouble. And you talk about foul trouble. Emily was in a lot of foul trouble early on in that UMass game. And do you think just in general when you get Emily and even, you know, Sam in foul trouble early, that really affects your defense? I mean, I think it can. I think they're both, you know, both very solid on defense. So, therefore, they, they really understand our defensive schemes. And the freshmen, you know, aren't as sound as it because they're freshmen. You know, so, you know, when they're both in foul trouble, it hurts. But Mary's been giving us great minutes. I think, you know, Mary Mary wasn't a factor in our in our last game. But typically speaking, she's been giving us some real meaningful minutes. She has been. And I actually noticed she's she's shooting the jumper a little bit. I didn't really see that last year at all. Is that a new, rep, you know, addition to a repertoire? Or did Who's she always Mary? have that? Yeah. Well, Mary, yeah. We basically tell Mary, shoot the jump shot. So you get what you demand, you know. And Mary, you know, I think she's a reluctant shooter, but I think she's a very good shooter. So, you know, we try to put herself in a position that if she has an open jumper, we want to go to her. She just has to be reminded a lot of times. Now, um, one of the things I noticed in the most recent loss is we'll, we'll, get, we'll talk about that. Um, obviously, the end of a big winning streak at 12 games. Um, the, the zone seemed that you guys seem to have a little bit of an issue against their zone. Is that something that you worked on in practice uh, today and in the last couple of days to try to get better at that, or was it just you know, a one-time instance? You mean against Duquesne? Duquesne, yeah. Yeah, because, um, well, they didn't play a lot of zone, <laughs> so it was a made a little matchup, but uh, um, I think it was not a case of that. What they did is they, they played more of like a gapping man-to-man defense. So it can I can see where somebody would see that as a zone. Um, and I think our kids are used to what to happen is they helped a lot off of Emily and they helped off the non-shooters. So therefore, the gaps for Aaron weren't there as much on the drive. So therefore, it can be disguised and look like a zone. But what they were doing was really taking away the the, you know, the, the alley, so to speak, for our penetrating guards. And you look at that game, and, you know, let's look at a positive. Sam Clark had a very good game, despite the fact that, you know, the perimeter shooters really weren't uh, on point. I mean, is that encouraging for you to see her have that type of game? And is she someone you can maybe as a sophomore now look to for, for big-time points, you know, when Abigail and Aaron are covered? Well, I just think that that was a big step for Sam. And Sam and I had a heart-to-heart this week because I just felt that, you know, that she wasn't playing her best basketball, and I felt there was a lot more inside. And Sam's such a great kid and so coachable, and I kind of came right at her. I said, Sam, I can settle and knock it on you, and that's okay. You'll be an average player, or I can demand of you and make you a very good player, and you have to decide, you know, if you're ready to take that. And she was ready to take that challenge, and so I really thought Sam did a terrific job. I got on her about attacking the offensive board. She did a much better job. She was much more aggressive offensively. So if that's what we're going to see in Sam, I told Sam I felt she was the missing link for us taking the next step as a team, and I thought she did a terrific job. And she kind of took that step last year. I mean, you know, beginning of the year was kind of tough for her as a freshman. She was just kind of, you know, getting used to things, and then she took a big leap at the second half of the year. Do you think that's 
happening again this year? Is she going to have another big finish to the year, you think, with, you know, that game? Maybe that's a spring pad for her? I think so. I think Sam kind of everything, like, last year was so interesting because you have injuries and she's forced to be on the court 30, 40 minutes. And then now you have Mary, so I have the luxury this year of if Sam doesn't go hard, I put Mary in. And Sam knows that. And Sam played considerable minutes the other day because I don't think Mary played particularly well in the short window she was in there. And particularly well is not shooting the ball. It's getting up and down the court. And Mary got beat one time in transition, and, and that's kind of unacceptable for me. So um, so Sam played a lot of minutes the other day, and I think you know she's motivated by that challenge. And to put a bow on the loss to Duquesne, I mean, what was it about their defense, do you think? Was it what we talked about before with their a different kind of scheme with Aaron and, and uh, Abigail, what they weren't shooting well? Or was it just a, you know, a bad coincidence that both of them decided to have an off night? I think it was a combination of everything. I think it was a combination of their go-to player played extremely well and shot two for, 10 for 11. Um, combination of Aaron probably, in my opinion, playing the poorest game she's played all year. And, and then Hannah doesn't score. You know, so it's a little bit of everything. I mean, if we're going to be honest, I'm going to say throw it in there, the officiating. You know, so it, to be honest, was a little bit of everything. And my concern going into the game was we haven't been tested. We haven't been tested. And Abigail, I just spoke about this, is when we played Harvard and Aaron got in foul trouble, we had a lead and we built that lead. But when we, when Aaron went out with three fouls this time, we were down nine. And so the, the team kind of got tight and said, what do we do? Because they're so used to following Aaron and Abigail. So we need to learn to play in those situations and not have an identity just based on those two. That's fine to have them be our leaders, but we have to realize we're going to win and lose as a team. And you said you hadn't been tested. Finally, you do get tested. Do you, are you kind of happy that you guys had a game like that where you know you kind of got beaten up a little bit? You came back at the end, though. You were able to show a little bit of heart and... Does that kind of, you know, give you some confidence going forward against Richmond, the VCUs, to, you know, you have been, you know, beaten up a little bit, you know, against a team like Duquesne? Well, I knew inevitably it was going to happen. You know, I just didn't know everything was going to happen in one game. You know, one, we don't shoot well. Two, Aaron doesn't play her best game. Three, the officiating is questionable. Four, Hannah doesn't score. You know, I didn't know it was all going to happen in one game. But I can tell you when I watched this tape as averse to watching the Hofstra loss, Two night and day. This this tape, we played hard. We played defense. Didn't shoot well. Other things didn't go our way. Hofstra was completely different. So there's difference in losses. Inevitably, these type are, these are probably going to be more of, of what we're going to see. So our kids have to be prepared for that. And that's why we bring in the scout and go against guys every day because that's the situation we're going to face every single game. All right, Coach, a couple more for you. So Richmond, the Richmond game, what do you think is the key to providing or, or getting a better performance out of your guys You know, than the Duquesne game? What have you guys worked on the most in practice? I think taking the challenge of adversity. You know, we, we're coming off a loss now. You know, you got to come off hungry, you know, and the series is 11-2 favor Richmond. You know, I said to the kids, there's something to be said that Duquesne was excited with that win. Who would have ever thought beating Fordham was would create excitement? It's a big win now, whereas before it used to be, you know, part of the season to win at Fordham, you know, against Fordham. So for our kids, this program has taken a big step, and we have to understand that we, we are now the hunted, you know, in the, in the most time we're going to be the hunted. And so, therefore, we, we have a target in our back. we got to disregard the name on the jersey. Every team stands between us and placement in the conference tournament and so towards the conference tournament. So for us, we just need to – are we satisfied or are we hungry, you know, and we need to you know, push forward and be the hungrier team. Coach, finally, Abigail reaches 1,000 points. She's been with you your three years here. How cool has it been to see her grow into a 1,000-point scorer for the Rams? It just, you know, I just get so thrilled for kids that work so hard. And, you know, to see her and Aaron 
reap the rewards of all their hard work, it, it's it's really rewarding for me because it's all a result of their work ethic. I mean, do we work with them one-on-one? -on -one? Yes, but there's a lot of kids that don't ask for that. You know, they come and challenge us. You know, a lot of times you have to go to kids and say, let's work out. They're coming to us saying, well, I want to work on this. Abigail just asked me before I, you know, came with you, can I watch the tape on St. You know, on, we already did St. Louis on Duquesne. I want to see it. Constantly challenging us to be the best they can be. That's why they're as good as they are. So it, to be honest, I just I just want them to finish strongly and, and us to finish strongly because, you know, they've earned that they're going to go down as two of the best players in Fordham's history. Coach, thanks so much for the insights, and good luck out there against Richmond. Thanks, and i got to say, i got to give one shout-out to my sister, Courtney, because I know she religiously visits. And so, Court, I love you. Hope the weather's better in England. All right, that's, that's Coach Stephanie Gately. We'll be right back with Abigail Corning. All right, Abigail Corning joining us here on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. First off, got to congratulate you, 1,000-point score. How, how does it feel to be honored here, you know, your whole career here to, you know, come to this? Um, it's great. It's, you know, I joined an elite member uh, club, and – um, you know, got an email from Ann Gregory the other day congratulating me, and so it's really special. It's a big accomplishment um, to be able to score a thousand points both in high school and in college, and you know, in such a good conference, um, in such a good program. So I'm really happy about it, and I was happy my family got to be there for the game when I scored it. They were, and they actually made make a, a mean chicken. I really enjoyed their dinner at their house. Thanks again. Um, let's let's get into the basketball games that we've seen over the past few uh, the past week and. We'll start with, uh, you know, the St. Louis game and just kind of going into the UMass game. Did you sense anything, you know, different? I asked Coach the same thing because she seemed to be disappointed with the defensive effort at UMass. Do you think it was just kind of playing down to the opponent or was it something else? Uh, yeah, it was probably just playing down to their level and uh, being on the road, our first road conference game. Um, they're always tough, but at the same time, you know, defense can always be consistent and we weren't very consistent with that game. and. We did a lot of things out of our element and things that we hadn't really shown before, so that's why it was so disappointing for us. And then against the you know Duquesne when you guys lost, did you see a defensive improvement, or do you think that you still need a little bit of work there? Uh, we can always use some work, um, you know, to analyze some film and see where we break down. But I think there was a little more intensity on defense and uh, a little more focus on what we needed to do, uh, especially coming out in the second half. The first half was we struggled a little bit still, but you know we try to just improve on it every single game. Offensively, you were held in check. Aaron was held in check, and and Hannah, you know, really couldn't get a lot of shots up. And the, you know, those are your three leading scores. I mean, what was so effective for them defensively limiting you guys? Um, or were I, you just missing shots? Yeah, I think you know we we took shots that we usually can make, and that we made good decisions with what shots we did take, and they just didn't go in. And that's going to happen some nights. Um, they played a you know a matchup zone every uh, every so often, so it was kind of hard. We hadn't really seen that a lot, and they're big. They're you know lanky, so it's hard to kind of see if you have a driver, if you have an open shot. So, but I think in the end it just came down to us not making them. Well, you guys had a big to match up with them down. Low. I mean, Sam Clark played uh, you know phenomenally, really you know out of all you guys. I mean, how proud was, are you of her? You know, to kind of see her growing now. She's a sophomore to have that type of game for you guys, at least keep you guys in it for a while because your shots weren't falling from the outside. It was just nice to see her shoot with confidence and, you know, knowing that it can go in the hoop. Uh, she hadn't really shown that much until then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, her shots definitely kept us in it. And then just to be a post presence down low for us is really big because we, had, we play against a lot of big post players in this conference. You're probably one of the most consistent players on this team. And, then, you know, Hannah, meanwhile, she's obviously very young as a shooter, but she's not as consistent. I mean, are you kind of trying to help her a little bit, you know, establish a rhythm in the games and try to get more consistent of a, 
of a, an effort from her, not effort maybe, but just performance from her because, you know, when she's on, she's, she's on. Yeah, it's, it's always easier when you shoot well and when you make shots, you want to come down and get a stop. So I'm just trying to show and basically lead by example that if you don't make shots, you can still come down and play intense on defense and get stops and, and crash the offensive rebounds or, you know, have a good assist and things like that to try to build an all-around game. And I think she's getting the hang of it, and hopefully she sees that I can be a role model for her. And, um, you know, I'm going to start to be more verbal with her to kind of lead by that way too and see. Hopefully that will help her out. All right, you guys got a couple big games coming up against Richmond and VCU. Obviously your sole focus is on Richmond right now. What do you guys need to do on offensively to improve your you know, your performance against them and, and put up some points and take them down? Uh, I just think be patient on offense and you know read when they break down and, and their mismatches and also just take care of the ball and not turn the ball over, not make lazy passes and things like that, just to make sure that we can actually get a good shot. It doesn't necessarily mean the shot's going to go in, but – if we can get a good shot. At least that'll give us an opportunity for an offensive rebound or something like that, try to get extra possessions. And then on defense, just try to communicate as much as possible to try to get them out of their element and make them do things that, you know, are hard for them to do. Abigail, congrats again on 1,000 points, and thanks for coming on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. Thank you. That'll be all for this episode of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. Thanks so much for being with us. Fordham and Richmond at 2 o'clock on WFVSports.org. Be there. We'll see you then.